I'm scared of heights. If people <laughs> would believe me, but I'm actually no. scared of heights. Not even Neera Chopra or Elliot Kipchoge or Roger Federer is motivated and pumped every single day. Neither was I. Right. But it's the self-discipline and the why. Why do you wanna do that? Welcome to the Absolutely Right Podcast, India's first leadership show based on graphology, which is a study of handwriting to decode someone's personality. I'm your host, Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach, and an anti-anxiety expert. So on this podcast, I put both my most interesting areas of research, love, you may say, together to study people and know what exactly gets them going and keep them performing at a higher level. So if you want to claim the best version of yourself, if you want to take charge of your life, then this conversation is for you. Our guest on the show today is Harshwardhan Joshi, who has managed to battle COVID, deal with two cyclones, to complete the dream of his life, the summit of Mount Everest. And he managed to achieve all of this through crowdfunding. So the commitment is absolutely phenomenal. And the way he speaks about it is so simple, so powerful. In this conversation, he talks about how you and I can deal with the mountains that stand in front of us when we decide to achieve our dreams on a daily basis. One thing I can assure you that this is a power-packed conversation. So make sure that you keep your handwriting sample next to you because as I analyze his handwriting, I'll talk about certain things that you can learn about yourself looking at your handwriting. Keep that ready and without further ado, let me get Harsh to tell his stories and his voice. Hi Harshwardhan, I just introduced our listeners to your work and all the extreme things that you have done. Welcome to Absolutely Right. Cannot wait to get started with this conversation. So uh, please tell us what that whole pursuit that started in 2015 has been for you and why Everest? Mummy ne bola Really? <laughs> just, just kidding. In India, people ask a lot of questions and the easiest answer to something is that Mummy ne bola tha ya Prime Minister award dene wala hai. Aap bas ye bol do. And they will be like, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. And no matter how, no, how stupid it looks, they're like, of course you should do it because yeah, of these two reasons. Okay. Yeah, but no, it was, it was just my decision for my passion for various reasons because if you are a trekker then why not why not reach the epitome of mountaineering as well as success like Everest is an example for everything so it helps you a lot to build that confidence to build a growth mindset but a lot of people don't know that it takes years to prepare for Everest and the climb itself is two months long so it's not like okay I'm going to train for six months and show up and People don't even know about the investments behind it financially and everything else. You know, this is my question to anybody who thinks about, you know, making their life so complicated, difficult and say, I'm going to do the most, the toughest thing ever that is known to to a mankind pretty much. And I'm going to do it as my hobby. Like if you are thrown into a situation, it is understandable that you don't have any choice. You have to fight it. And what you're talking about, especially Everest climb, it is not easy, obviously, but also it is life-threatening where there are so many points in which people have, you know, you can be at risk and people have not made it through. Yeah, mountaineering is an adventurous sport on the risky side, but 
I don't think it's so scary because I'm I'm a very safe player. I'm I'm not at all a brave guy or anything. I'm scared of heights if 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 people <laughs> would believe me. But I'm actually scared no. of heights. You guys will soon see it in a very big TV commercial because one brand is actually using that story. And I actually don't even enjoy the view from mountain tops because I cannot look down. It it gives me anxiety. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from going anywhere. I just go out there more, more consciously, uh, with better safety, with better preparation. Is it by any chance डर के आगे जीत है? नहीं नहीं लेकिन वैसा ही वैसा ही कुछ वैसा ही कुछ FMCG campaign काफी similar आने वाला है. Okay okay. Also the investment seventy thousand dollars is a big amount. Uh, not only for us Indians from a developing nation, but even for Westerners from developed nations, it's it's a big amount. So, and I come from a very simple, humble, uh, middle class family in India. So, it was very difficult uh, to fundraise that, mm. but yeah, somehow it worked out. So tell us uh, how I, did you how did you manage to do it? There's a beautiful story there, especially for people who think that I wish to achieve my goals or live my dream, but you know I have this problem or that problem. So all of us who have given excuses to our dreams and haven't acted upon it, I think the story is really really important. Yes, I think it's a part of the journey. So if anyone says that hey I can climb Everest, I am ready, but there's nobody to support me, then that's to be very honest a very loser attitude because you have to work towards it you have to prove yourself you have to go out there and get that opportunity and people will say no people will ignore life will be hard every single day but you have a choice to keep knocking on doors until one of them opens up for you so i also didn't have any strategy in mind and the reason i kept it like i i decided to climb everest for sure in 2016 when i did my basic mountaineering course one of the first milestones on my journey mm-hmm. and then i could have climbed it in 2017 18 but i was like i want to enjoy the journey prepare better and i also don't want that financial stress over my head that oh my god mm-hmm. 50 lakhs 60 lakhs and stuff like that so i decided to do it in 2020 so in 2017 i was still a student mm-hmm. uh, So in 2017, after I graduated, I was appearing for, I appeared for CAT, CMAT, SNAP, CET, anything you name it. And <laughs> I was gonna go to one of the good B schools in India, one of the best. And that is when I was taking a education loan of 20 lakhs for the PGDM or whatever. And my friends, people who were in the so-called dream positions from IIMs and everyone else, told me that Harsh, you seem to be much Much better in Ladakh. You seem to be much happier. My parents told me that. Why don't you start something of your own? So that is when I got full time into mountaineering and outdoors. And I would train out there while working, while chasing my passion. And parallelly, I decided, okay, I'll rather climb Everest because mm-hmm. it is sort of a similar expense. Where uh, although I would call it an investment, which can be. Uh, a greater learning experience than mba because out there mm-hmm. i would learn a lot of life lessons as well as during fundraising uh, i would learn more marketing than i would learn <laughs> at b school and today i can proudly say that i learned a lot of marketing operations 
PR, branding, among okay. other stuff. You are doing a great job of it anyway. So I did write a thousand emails. Okay. Uh, and when I got into my journey, so I kept on procrastinating that, hey, I'm not ready yet. Huh. Okay, my pitch deck is not to its optimum or I don't have this credential yet or I don't have enough following already or whatever. But in 2019, finally, I launched my campaign called Sanghash Mission Mount Everest. And okay. the website was self-explanatory. It would say that Sanghash is a Hindi or Sanskrit ancient word, which means conquest or struggle. Right. And this is the story of Harsh's Sanghash. To reach from zero feet above sea level from a small town near Mumbai to the highest point on our 29,029 feet. Uh, and yeah, that campaign uh, picked up slowly. Somehow uh, money came in from unexpected ways. So I raised like 23 lakhs from out there in just among 110, 120 donors. Okay. That's uh, a large amount each person. Yeah, like, uh, so I equally request, uh, respect everyone even today, because a lot of people who donated 500 rupees, I didn't even want them to donate, but it mo motivated me so much is because I know that 500 for them is worth more than what is one lakh for many others. I saw disabled people donating to me and taking pride in my campaign i saw some of my friends who are also like not close friends i know that mm -hmm. they are struggling through finances for themselves some people have medical emergencies in their house and i i literally didn't want their money but they were like no we want to participate and they did that also when you uh do these projects through crowdfunding you are not only walking your path you're also walking their dreams through you so people who have never got the chance to do it or do not have the capacity, they vicariously lived that dream through you. And when you were actually reaching your peaks, they were reaching their highs. That's so beautiful. And when I was going to attempt Everest in 2020, uh, my expense was a little lesser, but I was still short of like 40% of the funds and I was going to take a loan. Okay. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. I was devastated that, oh no, what? just 15 days before my expedition, it got called off. Okay. I cannot go outside. The seven day lockdown turned into 21 days, then three months. And for 70 days, I was like locked in the house. For one, two weeks, I was motivated doing thousand skips a day. I climbed Everest inside my house, like in the stairs, which got covered by Bombay Times. But later, even I lost motivation. But eventually, I get back. And then 2020 was the best year for me. So Harsh, we have your handwriting sample. As our podcast goes, I always ask our guests to write one paragraph on a blank, unruled sheet of paper. You wrote your writing sample around 10 to 12 lines. And I'm just describing this for our listeners so that they would have some ideas as they can't see the sample. So his writing is disconnected. Every letter is written independently. When he writes, there is ample spacing between the words and the margins, which we call of the writing, where how much space do you occupy? He writes from one end to the other, corner to corner. So absolutely uh, utilizing complete space. Uh, when I describe his signature, there are first few letters which are encircled with the letter J, which is the first letter of his surname. Now I'm going to describe all of this and talk about what exactly that means and how this whole thing going to weave into the personality study that we're going to do based on his handwriting strokes and the sample. So before we go about it, do you have any specific question about writing itself? Do you write often? 
Yes, I do journal every night since an year or so. And sometimes I use the handwriting. I prefer to use the handwriting which I sent you. But all my life, I had been using cursive handwriting okay. uh, because that is faster. Okay. Um, uh, so sometimes I use that. I'm more used to that, but now I'm uh, I'm preferring this individual style of writing. Now, that's a great point here because many people ask me that my handwriting keeps changing. How can you talk about my personality based on it? Let me tell you, this is natural. Uh, this is absolutely scientific because if you're changing as a person, uh, if the writing is representing different behavioral traits, and if you don't recognize yourself as that old person anymore, then you can't fit into that writing style. So the need to change the writing or even signature comes from the fact that you are changing deeply from within. So when we have disconnected writing, which is the first prominent thing about your sample, it talks about somebody who is creative, who is not that organized. At the same time, this person is scattered in his thinking because of multiple inspirations that you keep gathering. So slight intuition, slight creativity, and lots of disorganization. And it comes, that specific disconnection comes uh, from the fact that you are experimenting a lot more and you're willing to see things for what they are instead of having the completely preconceived idea about how to approach a situation. This this was perfect because yeah, people would be surprised if they if they knew what I'm doing right now and what my next goals are like. They all would be like, what? Wow, why? Because yeah, I I'm experimenting a lot and yeah, as a high performer, it is very difficult for me to be satisfied because my mind is stretched by so many experiences that now I I don't know what I want to do. But I keep on trying stuff to find out what I don't want to do. <laughs> and I think that is also the other side of the story of a high performer. So most people struggle to become one. But then there is the other side where you say, okay, I think I, I crossed that in one area of my life. What's next? How am I going to take my journey to the next level? And that's a tough one because you know how they say making first million dollar is a tougher journey the second million dollar and beyond that becomes easier because you've cracked the formula whereas in this case when it comes to feeling that intense achievement it is not that easy because now your bar is so high already anything yeah. that you try you want to get to that level of intensity and experience there exactly uh, to match that level of excitement chase uh, being so passionate so I have much more difficult goals as well uh, in mountaineering as well as in my professional life personal life but those are somehow not as exciting as Everest also because it is not my first million sure. so the first million although it is much more difficult it is also much more fun much more exciting so yeah you you nailed it uh, and this is what I'm going through. And now when you have a next task, you first compare it with the old level of excitement. And so many points you reach, you're like, I've been there, I've done that, I've been there, I've done that. So there is no curiosity that is provided by each experience. And that, that could be tough, I understand. I do a lot of work these days and I meet a lot of people and nobody knows me. Right. And I don't even tell them. Like I actually go to one gym. Mm -hmm. I search for a gym in my city. Uh -huh. uh, where nobody knows me and I go there and I let people judge me by my workout, by my running or anything but they must be assuming oh he's a first timer uh, 
a beginner <laughs> or anything and i i enjoy that experience uh, although i am the first person and the only one from my city to have climbed everest Wow. but i keep it very low key at a personal level similarly i have actually even been on dates where they don't know that i have climbed <laughs> everest and it's so much fun <laughs> so uh, my name given by my father was chandraprabha and till i was your age 25 26 i used that and because graphology was so new and i was the first person to take it to corporates and you know many first happened in my field so it got some fame it got some success and i was working with cxos by the time i was 23 now it is amazing as a story it sounds so cool and my father didn't agree with my career choice i had to leave my home at 18 so it was pretty much like you know self made kind of a conversation but by 25 26 i hit the same point where i'm like it feels very nice externally and people think it is great but internally for a 25 year old it's a it's a it's a conflict and i relate mm-hmm. to what you're saying so came a point i decided to take a break from my work i changed my name and i became aditi then with a similar idea that i didn't want to go to places and ask you know everywhere i went people asked me can you talk about me can you analyze me can you and i'm like i don't want to do this so to to in a way take a break from the so called success and identity early mm-hmm. i'm like okay i think i need a breather and i hear you i hear you <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow that's a very interesting story So you had sent some questions. Let's start talking about the questions. So my first question for you would be, how can high achievers stay happy? Now I have to introduce a concept that I have been researching many years. Especially the journey started after my deviation and my sabbatical for one and a half year. It's a concept called flow, which is uh, presented by Mihai Jikson, Mihai, an Australian psychiatrist, who said, "What must be going through these?" high achievers minds and what keeps them going he said what is it about their performance and so the, he went his team went and asked questions to people like you and many high performers in different fields what they realized is the state of flow which you experience when things absolutely go perfectly fine is where your skill is challenged a bit and at the same time you know that the challenge is big enough for you to really strive yourself to go to the next level so when you strive to go to the next level and your skill it is at at its most and the challenge of the situation is also beyond your achievement is where the flow happens for high achievers once that happens and when you have achieved a huge challenge other small challenges do not excite you you keep trying your best and you be give all your intensity and people look at you and they are all happy about your journeys and you are like but i don't feel the same level now knowing where are you really improving your skill sets and being completely and intensely involved in that journey could be the way out of it also beginning oh, yeah. with what do you mean by success so when you said summit you might have you know for for somebody it could be physical a physical challenge for somebody it could be the fact that they could do it for many people it could be the ego journey that they achieved but the very moment you define what is that idea and why does it matter to me and any success for that matter if it is an experiment and i i can tell that you are extremely committed to your experiments then you stand there and say well, why this experiment matters to me if the why is very clear mm. and well defined then how become somehow and you'll figure it out right now when the why is not well defined you're trying only how you're finding ways which will give you that emotion and it doesn't yeah. happen 
you know for a yeah, mother i'm actually working on finding my why and uh, yeah i'm not at all looking at success i never even use that word because that is an ongoing journey even if my goal is to reach the moon but if i reach that in just next 2 3 years then what what do i do for the rest of my life and the why is is you know it's not a fixed idea it keeps changing for a mother when she is talking to a child and something goes wrong for her it's it's a big deal right and for for a stranger or for a father or such time like why are you making a big deal out of it because a mother understands her why of keeping the child happy is of utmost importance to her which other people might not be able to relate to now similarly your why has to be this personal idea that is that burning idea and if it is adulterated by any thought then you won't be able to recreate it so i think a lot of it goes down to identifying and a simple tool that i use asking five why's together so you go to one level say this is what i want to do why and then you may find an answer and you say okay then why and let's experiment with this the why i'm going to ask you a few questions and when you answer some of the things will sound that as if it is true and some of them would feel no it's not really true so i'm just going to pick those and i'm going to dig further so let's go with the flow and let's see what we find okay uh, so why do you want to take a break from your work from your mountaineering career and why do you want to choose what you just said the mundane life or where that comes from can i list all the reasons all together as you like yeah so to learn to be in a cohort of high achievers in their respective fields for example like i am applying for an mba at the best business schools on earth because everyone out there has climbed kind of everest in their lives mm-hmm. and while being in those hustlers i'll also be even more disciplined in everything the kind of discipline which i had towards everest mm-hmm. that would help me uh, build that even for boring stuff but which are important for me in the long term and when i do boring stuff i would appreciate my extracurricular experiences recreational experiences much more because the himalayas also make you lazy <laughs> like it brings you so many realizations that you lose the motivation even to do like even to earn more or something because you know already that okay money is nowhere directly related to happiness but it is important and second reason for the same is to build career capital because i think that uh, outdoors is not sustainable not enough for me as a mountaineer personally or even starting a business out there mm-hmm. and that is something which i can do even 5 10 years later since i am pretty young in my career and so to build career capital build my network experience change experience a new culture new industry and also uh, learn more learn more leadership skills learn more hard skills because i have a lot of soft skills from my journey and i i learned the art of learning everything or anything tomorrow anything which i want to do i know that i just need consistency and discipline for it but how do i implement that so i want to build that habit and then uh on a higher scale on a bigger scale i want to do it because a lot of people look up to me to my underdog story so if i do that as well if whatever i achieve that impacts a lot of people to dream 
so if if i go to the best p school or if i achieve anything that would inspire hundreds of thousands of people that even they can do it or they can do whatever they want to do in their life and if you can dream it you can achieve it so to uplift my community and network through my story that way and also to take my lessons from the himalayas to that side of the world to the corporate world in india or in us or anywhere around so uh, the reason to choose a summit and go for it was very passion driven it was an emotional reason and and nothing in the world could have convinced you otherwise because you knew it you saw yourself there and you really 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 wanted to do it and everything that you said most of it was something that you should be doing so reasoning behind your next decision comes a lot with cognitive decision making by logical decision making uh, do you really see yourself happy in the other side i don't know <laughs> like yeah that's a big question that will i be able to do that 9 to 5 job so yeah there's a there's a very high chance that i won't even be able to perform but there's no harm in trying i at least want to experience the student life that is something which i can see myself doing and since i sacrificed most of my bachelor's for the himalayas or i was just not focused and i didn't even go to the top 5000 colleges in india mm-hmm. so now i want to experience the student life that's the primary thing for me okay life. so wanting to experience the student life is another goal compared to all other reasons that you just spoke about like wanting to be inspiring can be a tricky space because no matter how much we want to do it it doesn't happen like that as long as you are committed you're authentic you're really really being yourself that's the most yeah. inspiring thing which you did actually you know yeah that can only be a by product like i'm just going to live my life and keep enhancing my life and inspirational things are always organic like people take inspiration it is not something which i can give them right and if i as i'm looking at your handwriting i can tell you one thing for sure that if you don't have your heart into something you can't do it okay and if you have your heart into the same thing no matter how tough it is you will go for it and you will you know how we are wired differently and this is where i feel knowing who you are and understanding your personality can help you align with your goals and your decisions in the future easily so a few things i'm going to derive from the writing before we take this conversation ahead one thing is you are an end result oriented thinker uh, you cross your letter t at the 50% point and sometimes slightly lower which also means that you can fall into self doubt easily when things are not happening the way you have envisaged or you have decided them to be but when they fall in place because you're an end result oriented thinker you absolutely keep taking feedback and you learn very very fast so you need assignments you need projects which are actively giving you feedback on a daily basis so if that doesn't happen even in your training if that doesn't happen if you can't see how much have you grown from yesterday to today and then tomorrow then you lose interest so any time you have lost consistency which happens very often for you that is because that thing that project the other person wasn't giving you live accurate measurable feedback yeah accountability and i am a data driven person oh. so i love chasing numbers and that is one reason i want to go back to the boring world is because in entrepreneurship or in doing anything of my own 
I am my own boss and I might I might I might procrastinate or lazy or something. But when I'm in a system, I I know that I'll perform. I have to because I'm accountable to something and I have daily targets or goals to achieve. And that so, is why a part of this problem that you have analyzed very well you you have understood some parts of your personality that you are data driven you are systematic and you work better under pressure and as you saw yourself failing to create the pressure for yourself without any external commitment you are like okay i don't want to experience this again but it comes from a negative experience according to me has it happened to you that you fell into a trap you fell into uh, a position emotionally or physically where you felt i'm not motivated i'm not doing this enough and i'm not able to guide myself so let me have other people around me a system around me that can guide me and a small secret no. here small secret mm. as long as you think this job that you're opting for is a boring world you'll do everything in your capacity subconsciously if not consciously to not get through this because if you believe it is boring you can't do boring we know that by yeah. now so <laughs> if you anywhere believe that the path that you're walking towards is not that interesting your body your mind will do everything in its capacity to stop itself so you have to have your why harshwardhan before you actually think about really opting for yeah. a career and i'm not saying mba or that you know 9 to 5 job is a bad thing it might be a good thing for you to create the stability required so that you can create the adventure that you want yeah. and i think that's what you're striving here you want yeah. something to create enough system stability and mundane activity so that when you jump off that ground yeah. the ground is solid enough for you to take that leap and yeah. that's why you're believing that i have to have to do it but the only problem is when you think that this is what you have to do as paying price you won't find happiness there then you would do it like so many people we meet who pay their installments every single month costing and sacrificing other things that they wish to do because they they convince themselves that i have to do it and they do it mm-hmm. and after 20 years 30 years they find themselves unhappy in the same house that they worked so hard for in the same life that they dreamt of and the the cause of this happiness is because they walked away from what causes or gives them the deep, deepest truest happiness now you are yes. sitting with the with the treasure of moments and and realizations where you know what matters to you clearly and yeah. for some reason you are convincing yourself to walk in the other direction that is something which i am trying to come to terms with and i i'm like yeah i'm struggling very hard to find my why uh, about why anything or what do i want to do ultimately so without that why you know as a matter of fact things not going to be okay things not going to be happy for you because the why is the fuel in the car right now you're building the the you know fanciest car ever because you're like this is performing better than most people and it would you know go on any terrain and all of that you're doing but the fuel is your why and without that emotional connection and that clarity the internal clarity which i also think is the gps right it kind of keeps navigating us keep telling us which way to go because you know intuitively but right now what you're doing is against that intuitive current so my request would be my suggestion would be find people you think are high achievers like like you or in your field or otherwise and if possible write to them and get in get on calls with them or get, do a short conversation try and figure out what keeps them going how did they manage to 
uh, crack the code of their simple stable life and their crazy wacky life now i'm a dyslexic and very few dyslexic mm. people uh, have the career which is normal which is you know everyday mm. career i have either met people who are extremely successful because they picked up that one thing and you know then became mavericks in that or people who are struggling to meet their ends now there is a whole range but when i kept meeting dyslexic people who are amazing with their work then i started understanding how they they played their so called mm. weakness as a strength and how did they uh, figure their game i feel mm. such role models can really solve your problem also this problem needs to be addressed after 3 years where you will actually complete your degree and then you will look at the world and say do i want yeah. to do a job and do i want to start a business so that future decision you need not make right now so another thing that happens to high performers is when they get the kick out of intensity they want everything to be intense mm. it's like when you're eating bland food and you hit upon one thing that is super spicy and you think you can't handle it but you still end up handling and you're like oh my god that was great can i have more of that please yes you can have more of that in a meal where one of the things is spicy the entire meal can't be spicy for you to enjoy it and right now because that one intensity was amazing and mind boggling and you're like oh my god this is what i want more in my life probably you're trying to weave a life which will give you that every single day i would say that is not healthy because if you yeah. keep doing that you have to put your body and mind through so many peaks that then it will only work on the adrenaline and it is not worth it like a lot of goals which i can see i can achieve but are they worth the sacrifice because i already made a lot of sacrifices the past few years and now i see that i was way happier in march before climbing everest than i am today <laughs> for the entire world all like few 100000 people who see me on social media they are like oh wow harsh you are so lucky blah 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 they think of me as a public figure or anything but i am just a common man and actually yeah grass is always greener on the other side so i envy them i i would want to do something which they are doing and stuff like that and this brings me to my next question that how to cope up with anxiety and imposter syndrome okay so uh, i'm going to break both of them okay when in your case your imposter syndrome comes from being a perfectionist and i'm very clear about this because one of the letters letter m lower case or upper case when the second hump of the letter m is taller than the first one it shows somebody with fear of rejection or perfectionism so michael jackson had that and his entire life revolved around you know outperforming himself now what you're doing is exactly that because you saw that perfect idea you want to go beyond it and you want to make it even better and even better now this is also perfectionism is a fear of being rejected not only by others but in your own eyes it is the the idea that if i keep performing better than what i have been or whatever i have done then only i will feel i'm good enough going back to the point of of the imposter syndrome because the very moment my idea of who i am is based on only my my future success then i'm doomed because one possibility of me falling is taking away everything that i have done till now so for anybody with that that emotion i would always say separate the facts from the feelings so your fact is you have achieved 1 2 3 4 you have already created this journey and you are also willing to learn from your future journeys but the feeling is 
of ego the feeling is of i should be seen in a certain way the feeling is now i have made this mark and i cannot spoil it now all these are emotions and they happen when we take ourselves too seriously when we think okay. i'm so significant that i cannot go wrong if we look at it and this is something which i which was told to be by one of my teachers he said you are just an ant in this entire universe right like literally like on on the mountains uh, i haven't done much of trekking trekking but whenever i have i always feel that mountains make you feel so grounded at the same time they give you the sense of how insignificant we are that one little uh, you know uh, wind yeah, going I, in the wrong direction just gone so are you saying yeah i i get your point and yeah even if even if we become the president of united states of america or anyone the most powerful person on earth we are not not even like 0.0001% of the universe so. and thereby we take ourselves so seriously and our story is so much bigger in our heads than what it actually is so when i work with people who are in bollywood and you know like superstars and they are famous in their own rights when they have the fear of failure they're like oh what if this next movie just breaks my career but for a third person for the audience for the actual janta it doesn't matter like one flop movie mm-hmm. they say oh this movie was very bad very bad next month they think about some other movie that is coming so for them it is only a momentary attraction or failure or success but for the actor or for the person who is famous for them they they build entire story and narrative around it so i feel please look at your narrative because currently the narrative is so driven by i can't get it wrong that is the main cause for anxiety now anxiety can be described in so many ways but because i do a lot of research around this topic one of the most or the simplest terms i would say uh, i can define this as is my need to be in control of the uncontrollable that causes anxiety so yes there are things about your career and about your life that are in your hand and you can do 100% there but then there are things that happen and when you try to control the things that will happen you don't know where will you be after 3 years you don't know what kind of person like one year has transformed you so much now 3 years is a long period and you might uh, not want to do the job or mountaineering and you might pick up something else altogether you don't know that but today you are spending so much of time and energy to decide what you'll do after 3 years because you believe if you do that you'll be able to crack the code and you're trying to or in the attempt of controlling that future you are absolutely giving away your present yeah so what about imposter syndrome so separate your feelings from the facts imposter okay. syndrome is a voice that keeps telling you this is sham you won't be able to do it again what do you think you are and how do you think you'll be able to manage now where is it coming from this voice is trying to poke you enough so that you take action this voice is becoming that uh that you know dog that is chasing you in your mind so that you will run but it is not only about running it's about why you run the reason behind the action is what will decide your state of mind now okay i'm going to give you a story my favorite story our listeners might have heard this before but it's always a beautiful one so imagine you're running okay you're running because you're practicing for marathon and there's another person running and you keep wondering why is he running is he also preparing for for uh, you know a trek like mine or he wants to climb what's happening here there are three basic possibilities one there is a dog behind and he's running away from the fear that he has 
oh, there's a kite in the sky. He's running towards the kite because it matters to him that that summit is so important that he has to achieve that no matter what. There are people watching him, so it, it matters. And the third, he's running because he's preparing his strength for whenever he needs to run again. Now, in all these three possibilities, the reason behind his action is very different. When he's running away from the fear, like imposter syndrome, or I have to make, make, make sure that I, I do this and I have to do it, then he's running. The action is the same. But in his mind, he's anxious. He's, he's concerned. He's worried that the dog shouldn't catch me. He's running towards the kite. Again, looks like a better deal. People think, oh, amazing. You have this huge goal and you have to achieve it. But you know, as a matter of fact, that when you achieve something like that, for which you are running, once you have achieved it, you have nothing to run for. So you sit, you pant, you probably, in your case, you didn't even look at the view, but you know, in, mostly people do that, and then it is done. The third possibility, when you're running for yourself, when running by itself is an enjoyable activity, then you run because the next run will make you feel better about running itself. Imagine a career where you get to do that. Most mm. high performers who have careers where they are running for themselves, they can run forever. Then success, failure, people clapping, not clapping, criticizing, trolling does not matter only when you're running for yourself. So though your performance has been amazing till now, I have a feeling that there were some dogs and there were some kites and very few moments that you connected with yourself. Now, this is what I want you to kind of evaluate. And this is a personal experience. So nobody can decide this for you. But if you honestly evaluate which were the dog moments, which were the kite moments, and which were my moments of marathon, where I did it only for myself, then you'll be able to know a career which will have only marathon moments will give you the why. Yeah. But people are so busy evaluating the same journey based on the results that you achieve. And they're like, oh, did you uh, climb the summit? Yes. Okay, tick mark. Then you are in this category. Or you couldn't do it? Okay, cross. You are in that category. So we live in a world which is only and only driven by the results. And for you to make it experiential, for you to make it personal and deep connected like this, probably the journey would be very different. All right. So this was great insight. I will... I'll watch this talk again to understand it better and implement it. And I'm sure a lot of people from the audience would appreciate that as well. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, how can one build confidence, confidence for various stuff like self-confidence, confidence for public speaking, confidence for talking to strangers, pitching them something, anything. So should, any we, should, we not, should we not take tips from you? As you've been a no. master in pitching? <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, maybe I was never so confident. I, I mostly did it on emails. Uh, and yeah, even today, uh, many a time, I lose confidence for various reasons. And now I'm slowly building it again. So after I returned from Everest, maybe for the first one or two weeks, I was very confident. But since I had a lot of vivid experiences at Everest, uh, like uh, getting down with COVID, being stuck yes. in storm, then taking like 15 days. Yeah. And coming, coming back home after 15 days. So already like the achievement is old, the, uh, like the feel is gone, but still any suggestions on how can one overcome such a uh, lack of confidence? Okay. So three part answer. 
first part is when I look at your handwriting, as I mentioned, the the T letter. It already talks about self confidence being low. Now, signature, which is the public image where you kind of showcase yourself. So we all have like who we are and who we project ourselves to be as two different personalities minimum. In your projected image, in your signature, there is a covering. So the letter J of Joshi covers the H in Harshwardhan. Now, anytime there is a covering, there is always this mask, which is hidden mask. So you wear a mask and you kind of peep out only when you find it safe. Now, these are behaviors that you have to look at because the mask was created as you had some need to deal with that problem. The mask was created because when you showed up as you are, people didn't accept you. And if I have to connect the fear of rejection and imposter syndrome and fear of failure, all of that together and then talk about it, I understand that just doing like the normal public appearance is a tough thing. The second part of this question is something one of my public speaking teachers taught me. And he said, Aditi, when you have the mic in your hand, and even if you're talking to the president, or if you're talking to anybody, you know, Harvard, no Harvard, whomever is sitting in front of you, in that moment, you have the mic in your hand. And remember the fact that you are being heard or people want to hear you, that by itself is a privilege. So it's not that who they are, they want your take on that topic. It doesn't matter whether they have the information or knowledge, they might be great and that's why probably they're yeah. here. But the fact that you have the mic is your moment to shine, is your moment to give your opinion or say what you want to say. If you lose that moment, then you are discounting the privilege that is given to you. And sometimes people yeah. want to hear you, not because you're knowledgeable, not because you're better, but because they just want a different perspective. And the yeah. very moment I dropped this whole significance that, oh my God, I have to talk to this person. Because again, when I was 18, I was talking to these older people. When I was 22, I was talking to CEOs. And I didn't know how to do their job. And I couldn't tell yeah. them. But I knew handwriting. I knew graphology. And I knew if I open my mouth and talk about what I know and stick to it, I will add value. So okay. instead of focusing on what they will understand, I started focusing on what I will say that would add value. And the third point. Confidence is understood by people by how you feel about yourself. Of course, that's one of the factors. But, but there are three factors that build confidence. And if you do not work on all three of them, you won't feel truly confident about anything. One is actual action. If you do not take action on things that you're uncomfortable about, you may think that you're confident because you went to the school and this person taught you or you read that book, but you would never feel truly confident because confidence comes in action. It's a large part of it. Second part is how you talk to yourself. So if you're talking to yourself in a harsh manner, which you do, uh, and self-critical manner, which you do, then the self-confidence starts getting, you know, obviously broken because you perform badly in any situation and there is a self-critical dialogue. Uh, if that is constantly only showcasing the worst part of the story, then your memories kind of get reignited, the negative one. And that reinforces wrong, wrong, listen, wrong message. The third aspect is what other people speak about you on your face or behind your back. It doesn't matter. But when you see people are really keen to hear you, then you feel confident. If you think people are not interested, then you kind of feel shaken. But imagine all these three things being practiced. So even if people reject you, you show up, you say no matter what. Even if people don't respond to your email, you write the email no matter what. Uh, so if you keep practicing all three, 
nothing and no area you can be less confident but obviously if you take yourself serious too seriously i would say then all these yeah i think that is the only thing which i can get better at uh, and yeah i'm an ambivert so yeah first <laughs> i'm are. an introvert and i don't like making public appearances or anything but once i'm comfortable i'm like uh, i'm a pro yeah <laughs> yeah so one thing which i realized on reaching the top of mount everest was that the summit is not the ultimate goal it's not the destination it's a part of the journey and just to elaborate it when people ask me what was the happiest moment for me at everest during that two month expedition mm-hmm. during those 65 days Mm-hmm. the summit was not even in the top 5 happiest moments and not because something ra- wrong or bad happened but there are so many other things which might have given me much more happiness i don't even remember because every day is like a movie every day is so adventurous exciting risky as well out of your comfort zone but yeah summit was also an inconvenient night i was very happy and i was just happy not for myself but for everyone else who believed in me lived that dream through me and i also knew that okay this is just 10% of it 90% of the accidents and uh, fatalities happen while coming down so until i come back to safety until i am back home i cannot celebrate and actually while coming back i got stuck in a storm where where i had to wait at camp 2 for a week uh, there was cyclone yas in bay of bengal then like coming down to base camp it's still risky crossing the kumbu ice fall which is which is like a very very risky place a lot of people die out there almost every year so yeah i i realized to have clarity on the goal that uh, a lot of people think that reaching the top of the mountain is the goal but the real happiness is in the valley is in the journey and the real lessons are there for example at everest the route that trek to base camp is much more beautiful and people are so focused on the goal on the summit mm-hmm. is that they miss enjoying the journey in the valley where mm-hmm. there are struggles but that is where the flowers bloom above oh, the nice. base camp well it is desert it is it is cold uh, and you you are going to the top but no trees grow out there due to lack of oxygen so that is one personal take away which i got and one professional take away which i got was on reaching the top of the mountain you realize that there's place for more than one person and wow. you are in the prime position to help others up wow. so a lot of people they focus so much on their growth that they don't give back to the community or they actually also be like they should be the only ones achieving mm. that success or making the most of that opportunity but mm. you should actually give and giving also makes you very very happy unconditional mm. giving so these are two things which i got from there and people rely on motivation people mm. on watching this talk would be like oh my god this guy is so motivated or mm. so disciplined but right. actually motivation is a very unreliable and the least important factor to depend on nobody absolutely, absolutely. like not even neera chopra or elliot kipchoge or roger federer is motivated and pumped every single day neither was i right. but it's the self discipline and the why why do you want to do that so why did i want to prepare because i want to succeed out there 
mm-hmm. and also there was the dog that there's a lot at stake right. but my life is at stake a lot of money is at stake etc etc so motivation is like very very external thing and you don't need that you just need to know why some days you will be very motivated but most of the days i just average and it is that self discipline which you built the consistency the art of productivity which makes you successful in any anything in life so you're saying that it is okay to be not motivated but show up and take yeah, as many steps as you can yeah because talent like one example talent is nothing nothing at all aditi uh, like even for olympians most of it is consistency and hard work and that's why many other countries have so many olympic medals is because they are picking 3 year olds and they are teaching them a sport every day for mm. next 20 years and that is why they are getting those medals mm. tomorrow you pick any kid from any village in india or any place and you teach him to throw javelin at the age of 3 so at the age of 23 he would throw it 10 meters across uh, like 10 meters ahead of where neeraj chopra did for his gold medal mm-hmm. because he has been consistent at it and worked hard so there is no such thing as motivation talent etc that, et that we saw in fogart sisters also where the father then trained seven other kids from the family to make sure that everybody is achieving medals so oh, wow yeah yeah so it is just hard work like there so people shouldn't be like are mujhe aisa feel nahi aata hai main motivated nahi reh pata hum sab waise hi rehte but taking the first step is the most difficult for example okay for run every morning you would feel lazy i don't wear shoes but for everyone else for a majority if you just put on the shoes if you just tie those laces you have won the war then you can easily run that 10k 5k whatever you aim for but getting out getting taking that first step somehow but finding that why or finding that i'm going to do it is the most difficult part so uh, that is something which i would tell everyone that just take the first step and that is the most difficult actually and the most important like making that first million dollars of course of course so next time when people ask you are you feeling on the top of the world what do you say yes or no 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 it <laughs> is a very humbling experience it, uh, people ask me this every day and my answer is the same how was everest how was it at the top of the world and i just tell them it was a great learning experience i just felt grateful okay. so wow. yeah it, it is not like euphoric or anything because i had already climbed everest in my journey i was there just to experience wow. the climb but the journey was a fun experience and that was really exciting and that's applicable to anything in life yeah that's it's the it's the journey it's the chase so today i am not happy because i am not chasing everest but you give me a bone give me a difficult goal and this dog will be happy running <laughs> Thank you so much Harsh for joining us. This was wonderful, inspiring and I think there are so many takeaways that all of us had uh, to think about life and the the so-called unachievable mountains in our own lives. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you and it was like a coaching session for me so I loved that part and thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you and I hope that we do this again in the future few years from now yeah. to see yeah. how it goes maybe you would have climbed everest by then and I'll be interviewing you and oh then my you God. would ask me that are you happy today oh I will ask you that question for sure next time we meet but thank you so much it was a wonderful wonderful conversation 
Wasn't it interesting to see how, in spite of achieving so much of success, Harsh manages to doubt himself, question his abilities and stay imposterous on his own path. Now we do that. You have done that. You know what I'm talking about. No matter what you do, how amazing you are, one little gap, one little mistake is enough for you to stand there and question all your abilities. Now, if that is your problem, then please do not push it under the carpet. Start differentiating your facts from your opinions or your feelings and start looking at things in a different light. And by the way, do not forget to find your why because why is the fuel that can keep you going. Now, every time I coach people on these sessions, you see me do that. But more than the opinion, what matters is the correct use of a mental tool to get you to the next level. We talk about such tools every week on India's first mental and emotional gym called apt so if you haven't heard about it please check out my website aditisurana.com slash apt a for aspire p for perform t for transform if you would like to learn graphology and decode people around you or yourself then graphology masterclass is a perfect match for you the information is mentioned on my website again you can write to me on my email id w-r-i-t-e at aditisurana.com if you have specific questions that i can answer through these conversations that we keep building Thank you so much for tuning in again. I will see you on Friday with one more episode in the last part of our 10-part series on graphology. Till then, happy writing.